and welcome back to Control Alt Delete. Um, this is episode 39 and really excited today. I'm interviewing my friend and the founder of Wonderful You blog, Megan Gilbride. She is, uh, yeah, amazing. And I'm really happy to have her on because although we chat about these things quite a lot, it's quite nice to record it for a podcast and kind of share some thoughts. So yeah, Megan is the founder of Wonderful You, which is a blog and a YouTube channel. She really stands out in my mind as someone who's challenging the traditional blogging world with her very unique art direction. She works with our friend, photographer Alex Cameron, who um, you really need to check out. She's very, very talented and one of my favourite photographers out there. Megan covers topics like fashion, lifestyle, beauty and travel, but also she is not afraid of speaking out about other issues um, like body and self-confidence and also recently she joined a campaign um, to make sure young girls are getting their smear tests. She's worked with loads of brands including Levi's, ASOS, Clinique, Wonderbra and Selfridges and so many more. She was listed as one of the Media Eyes Rising Stars in June this year and she's represented by Milk Management who manages lots of influencers and social talent. Uh, So in this episode, we talk about lots of things like the future of blogging, body image, sponsored content, working, collaborating with brands and other people, and how sometimes it feels quite overwhelming keeping up with all the technology that's thrown in our faces every day. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Here it is. You quit your job, was it last year? Yeah, in September 2015. A lot of people at the moment are on this brink of doing, wanting to do what they love versus, um, you know, having a job and then being like, oh, I'm gonna make the jump, which is actually what I did in January yeah. of this year. And I asked you for a lot of advice around that. How did you know the right time? Oh, for me, it was very circumstantial. So I think probably similarly to you, you felt financially you could take the risk almost. Mm-hmm. And for me, Um, my circumstances changed I um, actually separated from my partner who I'd been with for like seven years and we had a home together and that meant that like I had to have financial stability Mm -hmm. and we separated and I moved back in with my parents and I was like do you know what like I'm just going to try it and see because Mm -hmm. I'd been in a career that I enjoyed but I I didn't really get much from it and I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I started my blog and I was like this actually gives me like so much joy and I figured that if I could actually invest the time into it rather than working nine to five in an office Mm -hmm. that I would be able to support myself because I was starting to see that that was like happening anyway. Could you see that like even a slither of your time was benefiting you and it's like what could I do with more time exactly was really exciting so how does your day differ from when you were juggling so much because I feel that one thing I guess I'm still getting used to is like how to get myself a routine that works in my favor now being self-employed I feel like I have less time now than I had when I worked in like a a full-time job and then did my blog on the side I think because when you're investing everything into trying to make it successful for you personally, there is an element of wanting to kind of like up your personal Mm. game. And so I was like, I don't feel like everything that I'm producing is to the standard that I would want to be if I'm doing it full time because, and so I put more and more into it, which means I have like less and less time. And I think I, I went full time in September and I don't think it was really until February that I felt I was in a routine. Like, Mm. it took me a a really good while to be like, I know what I'm doing, like, in terms of time management. I found it really difficult. Do you have a specific routine now, or is it more just you know what you need to get done in that day? 
Uh, yeah, I think I, I don't have a weekly routine because I think you'd probably agree it's almost impossible because every week it, and every day is really different. I could be in London at, at meetings or I could be working from home or I could be on a shoot or whatever. Mm. Um, and so I plan each day and I know what I have to do in each day and that, that seems to work a lot better yeah. for me. One thing I have struggled with and realised I shouldn't do is booking too much in. Yeah. So I've got, I got to the point where I was like, right, I just need to fill my diary and literally like just say yes to everything. Do you have, do you like leave some days free in the sense of I need to be at home at my desk doing stuff? Yeah. Rather than out and about. Because like, for example, you book meetings in one day, don't you? I do, yeah. Because yeah. I don't live in London and predominantly that is where everything happens for blogging, I think. It's where all of the events that I go to would be, all of the meetings that I go to. Um, and so I will book in a particular day, and if there have been people that have said that they want to meet with me, or if there's a particular press event on that day, I will reach out to all of those people and say, I'm here, mm. I am available at these times, do you want to see me? And so when I am here, it's back-to-back, mm. like, meetings, and then, I'm, and then I go home. Um, or if I can be here for a couple of days like doing the same thing every day but yeah that that is what I would do yeah to be a successful blogger you don't need to live in London like I know so many bloggers who live quite far away from London Mm -hmm. but it's interesting that maybe the meetings are an important bit of it it's for me my my blog and I think most people's blog it's it's a personal thing and so when you're speaking to people all all of the time it's nice to have a face to a name Mm. and I I have to admit, I don't go to every press event that there is, so like launches for new clothing and things like that, I can't justify spending the money to come to London just to see what X, Y and Z have got coming out in autumn, winter 2016, like I can't I can't mm. justify that and so I, I don't think you need to live in London, I think there, you can cherry pick what's important to you and I think that sometimes does involve coming to London and meeting mm. with people, but it's more about meeting people and building relationships that way rather than just through email. Yeah, that's so, so true. And also I think there's something so nice about not being like in a London bubble sometimes. Yeah. Like it is really, like a lot a lot of blogs that I follow aren't London based. And I just, I find that quite interesting that actually it, you don't need to. No, I, I don't, I do like London, but I'd, I would never want to live here. Like, I love coming to visit, but I love leaving. Yeah. I really love the countryside and, like, being out of the hustle and bustle. I do find London Mm. really stressful. And that's actually probably because when I do come, I'm like, go, 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 and, like, get everything done as soon as possible so I can go back home again. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, I I wouldn't want to live here, and I don't think that that you need to. I think as long as, like, what you're doing is, like, authentic and genuine, you don't need to be like in front of people all of the time mm-hmm. it's know? so true the power of the internet that's what makes it so amazing as yeah. well like i love that the fact that you can be anywhere yeah. in the world yeah and actually if you just have a wi-fi connection you're, you're fine yeah i wanted to ask you as well because i actually don't know if i've ever asked you this oh. um <laughs> that your um photo shoots with alex cameron yes. who is a friend of ours you guys produce such amazing pitch like editorial photography That's for your blog down to Alex. She's it's amazing. incredible I don't really know in detail how it gets to that how you produce such amazing things and what goes on behind the scenes I've seen pictures that Alex have put up of when you know like you've got paint all over you and it's like freezing cold and I just wondered what goes into a day where you and Alex will go out and shoot 
Oh, okay. Well, it is like uh, we have the most fun together. And I think a big part of that is that we're such good friends. And she is incredibly creative. So it really depends. Like sometimes some of the stuff that we produce for my blog won't be for my blog at all. It will just be something that she has an idea she wants to do. And then we incorporate it into a blog post, which is nice. Um, but then sometimes there there's like actual content that I have or want to produce. And like I go to Alex and say, this is what I want to do. Um, but it will typically be like us just hanging out and we'll go to a location and we'll shoot. But I think one thing I have learned about shooting with Alex and the fact that she works with, with lots of other bloggers, and I've heard this from other photographers as well, is that there's there's sometimes like a, is a big reservation for people to like just enjoy being photographed and like not really wanting to do things. And with Alex, like, I properly get stuck in mm. so like being submerged in a freezing cold bath of milk Love or that. like being chucked like it oh my god it was so cold <laughs> like having paint like thrown at me and stuff and like getting in a lake that's like freezing in December and it's not like particularly like fun stuff but we have fun doing yeah. it and it's yeah and all of our shoots as well are incredibly quick so we don't spend a lot of time doing it um, it's all done like very quickly and then we just have fun yeah um, but yeah it's not glamorous I would not but then the end result is like it's always worth it like, yeah it's always worth it because Alex is incredible and yeah. we do have such a nice time doing it as well like it's a really it's a perfect kind of like work-life balance in yeah. friendship which is really nice that's so nice yeah but do you do you find that your blog's evolved because yeah. obviously it had the redesign and then for your fourth birthday yeah um, you and Alex did the um, amazing photography, but then you did the video to accompany it, yeah. which is beautiful. How do you feel? Do you feel like you've kind of evolved in the in the style, but also you write a lot more on there? Would yeah, you say definitely? Or, I think when I started my blog, um, I actually started it because I I've, I didn't know what blogging was, and I stumbled across So Ella's blog and was like, oh, this is pretty cool, and like read it for a few months, and then I was like, actually, I'm going to start this, and I. I started it because I thought it would be like something to to do that would be fun um, and I was like I know I like beauty I like clothes so I'm gonna do that and it's kind of gone from like wearing outfits and talking about lipsticks to being a more of a personal diary almost mm -hmm. is what my and it's like either a personal style diary and then it flicks between like between that and my actual life and mm -hmm. like what's what's going on in my life in terms of like emotional wise and, th and things like that and it, it's definitely a, like changed in a huge way but I think in a really like natural mm, way I think definitely. it's just like kind of found its feet and I think this year and the back end of last year has been like the first time where I've been like yeah I actually really like love my sight mm. and I didn't really I just enjoyed doing it before but now I'm like actually no like this yeah. actually feels like me yeah like, properly like it's me so you and I think that's what's really important having a blog it's like I go to read someone's blog because I like the person yeah I'm interested in the person yeah that's it's what like, blogging is right yeah. yeah and it's like if I wanted a Rimmel review I could go anywhere with Tom Boots but it's like it's not to say that I don't want that particular person to tell me if they like it but I think it's so important to have that like personal element of yeah. like what is going on with them what makes you most happy when you run your blog because I guess it's not a trick question but like <laughs> um do you do you feel happy when you get like you know a, a big increase in subscribers one day or is it like someone emailing you or is it like a good a good day where 
lots of people have watched your video like and because I, I i definitely have a mixture because i want people to enjoy what i do yeah but what makes you go to bed being like today was a really good day well that's such a good question i think like the beauty of doing blogging and youtube and all of the social media that comes with it is that there are so many elements that are amazing and so any one of those things that you could just say would happen and i'd be like that's a really good day because mm. like it is amazing when somebody emails you whether it's somebody that reads your blog or somebody that wants to work with you and appreciates what you do enough to say to take the time to write you an email and say it or to take the time to write you an email and say we want to work with you like just having that is is huge like that's a huge thing and so that would constitute as an amazing day and yes it is uh i think it's kind of like when you get a surge in kind of like followers or something or view counts are higher than they might normally be it it kind of gives you the like determination Mm -hmm. to carry on going because yes it is worth it because people are looking and watching but ultimately the only reason I do my blog is because it makes me happy and so it's not really a numbers game or anything like that just producing the content that I do it, it just makes me feel really good. So whether that had monetary value attached to it or not wouldn't really matter. I think it's like just being able to do it. It is the best thing ever. Mm. Like, I love it. Well, that's one thing I did want to ask you because obviously you've worked with lots of brands. So, I mean, Megan has worked with... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to reel them off. And then I'm going to ask you oh, no. how... Because this, this is a big topic in like the blogging community is like sponsored posts. But you will work with a brand in such a way that you will work you'll produce that content anyway yeah and sometimes yes you slot in a brand yeah so yes megan has worked with john lewis levi's wonder bra agent provocateur (laughs) asos h&m illamasqua selfridges misguided ghost ole clinique ugh dot 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 there's even more (laughs) i actually took out some brands i can't pronounce and so you have worked with like pretty amazing people how how is that process because obviously they want to be on your website because you take a mi- well you and Alex produce amazing photography you write amazingly and you have this brand that is like I want to go on Megan's website how does that work in terms of um, do they say right you do what you want or do you have to follow some sort of brief from them it really depends who and what the project is um, it's very much a case by case basis usually a brand will have something in particular that they want to like pr- is promote the right word so like if they had like a shoe that they have to include they might have a theme I, I actually i would say quite the majority of brands come to me and would say we have this and we want to do it this way and it would but then most brands would also have the angle that it's your blog and mm. you know what's right for your readers and so yeah. i think the only brands that I've ever worked with and, and would work with would be the ones that say, these are our ideas and this is what we think might be good for our campaign. Um, like, how can that work for you? Mm. And I think that's really important yeah. because I think there is a lot of sponsored content out there and it is a bit of a taboo subject. And it shouldn't be because as long as you are interested in the brand and your content is authentic, it shouldn't be a negative thing. And that there would never be an occasion where I would work with somebody because it was money mm-hmm. like not because it like it, it would need to fit in with with what I talk about and what I say and what I believe in yeah um and so I would say there's definitely a mix of both but anybody that I've ever worked with has probably had a clear direction of what they want but are totally 
like available for you to have creative input into how you could make it work for you and also if every brand has the same idea and they give it to lots of bloggers to do you're just creating this carbon copy content yeah. aren't you and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not fun that's not fun that's not engaging nobody is going to be interested in that and yeah it's about adding the personal elements I think. yeah but yeah it, it's a mixture yeah because I, I think i would like use you as a really good example of of that mixing really well because you have to make money if you want to you know not everything should be free like especially no. if you're creating amazing content i don't know i think there's examples of like it not working but there are examples of just being like well i wear that brand anyway so yeah. why wouldn't i work with them yeah. to make it even better absolutely amazing. do you feel like your whole style has changed and evolved recently yeah. well not recently yeah I, I will see something online and be like that's so megan and it's quite like it's more edgy than before yeah i would agree with that and do you think that maybe you'll start working with like some more kookier independent brands as well because of it i would like to think so and like i think that's the real beauty of the internet that you you can discover so many brands that you would never just know existed otherwise like if you didn't have the internet to like find them Mm. on um and i do yeah i do definitely think that my style has changed like quite a lot um and i don't really know why i think like for for not wanting to sound like a bit of a twat like i do feel like i've i've become more myself in the past like year or two years mm. and i've been like comfortable to be that whereas i think before i was like oh what will other people think or what do like what does my partner think or what do my family think or what do my friends think and now i'm just like actually what do i think and yeah. what do i want to wear and how do i want to look and yeah. i'll just do it oh, whereas, I I, whereas i think before i had a bit of a fear built in that being completely myself probably wouldn't be okay the irony is it's working out better yeah like that and that's always the way when it's like oh wait being myself works yeah that's what i love about blogging though is because you can look back and see how much you've changed i was just gonna say like i wrote that in my four years like birthday post that i was like I love that I can look back over these four years and see how different I was and how I've changed and how yeah. I've come on this journey. Like, it is amazing that you can see that. It is. And it's... that you can see it in other people as well. Yeah, and it's such self-expression of what yeah. you want to talk about. You don't just talk about hair and beauty. Like, yes, that's a part of you. And yes, yeah. I will watch a tutorial because I'm like, shit, I want to know what to do with my hair. <laughs> um, back when I actually had hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that is amazing and really nice and I just like watching you anyway um, but um, you have spoken about vaginas yes and yeah I mean making a YouTube video about smear tests is not the easiest thing in the world to do I don't know I think that's a really interesting thing to say because I think anything that I produce on my blog or my YouTube channel is only things that I would be comfortable talking about but you were you were like look ladies go yeah. and do it yeah and that's amazing well i just think like if i had had somebody when not for specifically smear tests because obviously you're 25 when when you need to have them done in the uk but like if there was anybody on there like giving me a bit more guidance about like when i'd get my first period or something like i feel like i would be more prepared to go into that situation like not everybody has a big sister Mm. like and there yeah there are just some things that I think like I would chat to you about it so why wouldn't I speak to a camera about it and I don't have I don't really ever have kind of like a fear or a barrier or a filter for talking about things that are important to me or things that I believe in Mm. and I think like if people don't want to watch or or read they don't they don't have to but 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that about you. Like when you did the um, the photo shoot with Alex a while ago now, but it was a body confidence shoot. Yeah. And that was really um, hard. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I asked to to use a picture of Megan's bum for an article I wrote in (laughs) Galaxy magazine. Yeah. It's a lovely bottom. (laughs) But it's like that, to some people, putting naked photos of themselves on the internet, I remember when I did it, I couldn't put them on my blog. And I remember the conversation we had, and, and I was just like, God, I admire you so much because... Why not? I think, for me, a a big part of the confidence was doing that. Like, gaining the confidence was putting them on the internet. Like, the process and actually having the photo shoot and then receiving the photos and actually looking at them and then being like, I'm going to put them on the internet. It was a whole process that got me, like, through that negative situation and so I don't think for me personally it wouldn't have felt complete without sharing them I don't think that that's to say that everybody should do that but Mm -hmm. like and it's not that's what's right for me isn't right for everyone but yeah it did it kind of wasn't even a second thought I was like well that uh, that's what I'm gonna yeah do and also with things that you've written about in the past about like relationships and things yeah you've always been happy to share that but I feel like that's been a journey as well yeah definitely and I don't really even know where that came from I think I just started to see my blog as a more personal space yeah rather than just a space for like talking about things that I love I think if it's going to be about you and what you said before it's really nice to like be personable and to feel like you know somebody like Mm. and have those personal elements like because I do love hair and beauty and fashion and like I'm not taking away from that at all but that's not just me that's not everything and I think it is nice to feel like you know somebody or you can relate to somebody a little bit more yeah so yeah absolutely so you did a talk recently at your old college I did yeah Uh, was that weird oh my god it was so weird well I know like I texted you and I was like totally freaking out because I've never done public speaking before and I think people kind of forget sometimes that we are people that sit behind a computer and you know you have like trolls who sit behind a computer they hide behind a computer well, so do we like we do it but we do it in a positive way yeah like, i'm sat behind my camera there's nobody watching like i'm sat behind my laptop there's nobody watching and then being presented with opportunities to talk about things that you would talk about through a computer screen in front of people yeah. is really scary like especially when it's not something that you've done before um, so yeah, I was I was crapping myself a little bit. How did it go though? It was really yeah. good. Yeah, it was really good, and I think it's it's like giving me the confidence to say if somebody else said to me, "Do you want to speak at this event or something?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I can mm-hmm. do that," because I think it's always the fear of the unknown, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I don't know. I know that I could be filmed for a video. I know that I could write a piece of content. I know that I could take a picture or be in a picture. But I don't know if I could stand up and speak in front of people. I don't know how that would look. And, so, and now you know you can. It's yeah. just nice to add it another yeah. like yeah. thing to the long list of things that you can do. It's Yeah, it was nice. And it was really nice to go back to my old college as well. Because I was like, I haven't been there for like seven, eight years. Oh my which God. is really weird. And that makes me feel old. Yeah, oh my God. Someone said to me the other day, an old uni friend, that it's been nearly 10 years since we started university. Mm-hmm. And that was just a weird thing for me. I hated university, but it was like, I, I, that was when I was 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is crazy. I oh. just, oh, it's yeah. just grim. But then I, another thing in my mind was, um, you know, when things like that do happen and someone's like, come and speak and tell us about what you've done. This is amazing. That to me is like, 
is another sign that people are taking blogging seriously. Yeah, that's, and, yeah, that's really and, true. And there are so many ways that we can see that it is legitimate. Like, people are like, oh, amazing, got a blog. Whereas about five years ago, it was like, oh, oh right, yeah. you know, great. Yeah. Like, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you think um, the blogging industry is going to change again? Do you just think it will continue that we, our content has to be amazing and we all have to stay relevant and carry on learning new skills and loving what we do? Do you know? I don't. I don't know how it's going to develop from here on out. And people have like said to me, like, "Are you going to do this forever?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't really think blogging is going to be a thing forever. I think it's clear that it's going to develop into other things. And like, you were a prime example of like that. You have this amazing blog that you write on a platform, but you're doing all of these other things. But they all kind of like connect into the same way. It's so true. It's like we can see it with so many different types of people in all different ways. Yeah. The blog just starts as a platform. Yeah. Like you, like going from YouTube to being on TV. It's like it's it, it starts. It? it starts somewhere. And yeah. Then it, and then it grows. But actually, you're always gonna have the blog within the mix. I I think I will always have my blog. Brands work with bloggers like a lot. Like yeah. you, I think they spend more money on like working with bloggers than. You know, like the split before was like they'd work with like they'd give their money for TV and then they'd give their money to a magazine and then they'd give like a left, bit leftovers to yeah. bloggers. They're definitely becoming more prevalent. It's weird calling it the blogging industry. Yeah. It's almost like we need a new word for it. It's not the blogging it's, industry. No, it's is like it? a, it's like an industry where like these conferences around the world where they like talk about how to get influencers on board. It's like it's almost like the era of the person. Yeah. Of, like, of the individual. Of yeah. the individual, yeah. It's really exciting, and when I think about like four years ago when I started, how different it is now, and how much it's grown, and I think it just goes to show that there is like there is so much room for growth within it, and that I think a lot of people start blogging now because they've seen where it can take people, which I don't mm. know how I feel about that, but there is room for everybody, and there is room for everybody to be successful in their own right, and that looks completely different to each and every single person. And actually, that has made me reflect on the question, because, um, like what you were saying, blogs, it's not really about blogs, it's more like, I'm, I'm really into the success story of, like, Joe Wicks, that chef. Yeah. I mean, not chef, personal trainer. But he, he's Joe Wicks. So basically, he's the lean-in 15 um, guy on Instagram, he does little fifteen videos of oh, him okay. making like a lean meal. Yeah, yeah. So it started off as an Instagram a few years ago. He's now got a best-selling cookbook. It's like one of his broken records. Wow. He's got another few coming out, and he's like, I literally see him on the side of buses mm. everywhere when I walk down Oxford Circus. Wow. And so it's almost, it's not mm, like he didn't need a blog. No. But it's like he needed Instagram in that case. Yeah. Because that worked for him. Like yeah. in that format, it was yeah. perfect. So it's almost like treating it like it's a starting point, whatever mm. that might be. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way to share information and whether that's shared via a blog or via a different platform that's on the internet. It's just the internet, isn't it? Yeah. Like being able to be on the internet and have a profile and a personality via the internet is just creating a whole kind of crazy storm of like new opportunities Yeah. that otherwise like just wouldn't just wouldn't be happening would it no so did you get anyone asking you at the college for any advice i got quite a, a few questions about how how you become like do you contact brands and like do you um like how do you get followers and, and things like that and i think like it's it does sound really silly and i feel like people never really believe people when they say it but it is just about like doing what you do and people like asking um 
like what if you don't have anything to say like was a question that a few people asked and I was like don't say anything then because like I haven't ever like experienced not having anything to say but I don't actively think about it in that way I'm not like I have to post on this day and this day I will post when I have something to say I've had people ask me before like you know how do you know what to say on Twitter like it's not necessarily a silly question for someone who doesn't really want to do that but it makes me think if you don't want to tweet that's okay yeah don't and and make another platform your thing yeah maybe it's because you're very visual yeah and you find people annoying talking to you all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really true and I think like people's questions are 100% valid because there's a lack of um like knowledge behind it but I think like for me it's only ever been about what I enjoy doing there's yeah. never been anything else in in it, yeah. and I didn't I didn't start it out as this is going to be a business and this is going to be a career or anything like right. that. And I still don't really look at it like that. Like even though it's what I'm doing for a job, it's like yeah. I'm just like yeah, I'm just doing what I like doing, and yeah. that's that's really as simple as it is. I think we're riding the wave of like yeah, having a blog when we you. were a teenager and then being like oh there we go. It's it's so interesting to see what like young really young people will end up doing. Yeah. Because I got told off at school for like being online all the time and like going on MySpace and yeah. writing stuff. And I'm having a like a picture of my blog in a GCSE textbook. Whoa. And it's like I got told off for being who I am and being obsessed with the internet. And now that's being my job. It, yeah. It's like I so I just feel like there there'll probably be children, well, like kids at school, getting told off. For maybe like being on Snapchat, yeah. But what if they invent the next Snapchat? Oh, it's crazy. I don't isn't know. It? It's just, it's just like it, where does know. it end? You can't, can't foresee. Because isn't it weird? Like when we started our blog, Snapchat wasn't a thing. No, it was not a thing. It was not a thing. Instagram was barely a thing. I think we obviously keep up because we're always online and we're always mm. interested in the new things and blah blah blah. But sat here, it's like you could be- begin to be a grandma even I though like, we're like in our 20s. I feel like I am becoming a grandma though, <laughs> I really do. And I, but also I think it's really important to like not be ignorant to what's changing and what's becoming new, but like not realizing that you don't have to do everything. Yeah. So it's like when I started blogging, Tumblr was quite a big thing and I've never set up a Tumblr profile. I've just never been interested mm. in it. And so like do what's interesting to you. I have my YouTube channel, so I don't really use Snapchat. I'm like Mm. I don't I don't really get it and I'm not I don't really want to watch other people's like yeah I like watching YouTube videos and I think like as long as you're keeping up with what you like doing it you don't have to be the master of all of the social platforms that are available to you like I don't get Snapchat I feel like brands need to think about that a bit more as well mm. from from places I've worked it's like we need to be on everything and it's yeah. like can we not you just, just need pick? to be really good at what you want to do yeah like pick like, your battles yeah like I'm not going to spend my evenings making vines no <laughs> like that was a thing for some people make money off that yeah good for them. but no that's not me no, no. yeah I think that's weird, really good it? advice yeah it's just picking your platform and running with it yeah and having enough time to do them properly yeah exactly yeah yeah well thanks megan thank you for having me it's really fun it was really fun (laughs) it's really funny like interviewing friends it's just like i'm going to put a microphone in your face now um but yes you're very wise and doing amazingly so thanks for sharing your wisdom If you like this episode, please remember to leave a review or a rating on iTunes. It would mean so much to me. Also, um, tweet me. I'd love to hear your feedback. So thanks so much again for listening and make sure you tune in next week.